down. Oh, nice again from Sterling. Yes, I think he's taken it. Sterling did well going to his right. Middlesex just needed that. In the air, it's a top edge, but it's a six. Today I'm joined by another um, fantastic cricketer, um, somebody I go quite far back with, played against many, many years ago. Um, I'm joined today by Ireland internationalist, um, ex-Middlesex, was due to be Northamptonshire this season, um, Mr Paul Sterling. Welcome, Paul. How you doing, Shaky? Long time no see. Good to yeah, see you. It's been, it's been a while, my friend. Uh, I think the last time I seen you, Sterling, was, uh, we'll, get, we'll talk about it, was at yeah. ICC. Batting Academy in South Africa. Oh, flip me. Yeah, I would have been, certainly would have been a mute back in those days. You didn't say much. I sat next to you on the plane on the way back and I think you just snored, to be honest, mate. I would have had headphones in, I reckon, just avoiding any, any form of conversation. So this is a pretty big leap if you consider that maybe 10 years ago. 10 years ago, mate. I'm sure since then you've come out of your shell, so it'll be good to hear some of your, some of your chat today. I want to take you all the way back, Sturlo. Um, to where it all started for you. You were born 3rd of September 1990. So you're uh, you're 29 years old, soon to soon to leave the 20s, mate. Oh uh, yeah, it's a bit concerning. There's there's not much hair left up top here, and you know there's I think there's hopefully a, a few years left. No, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Um, you're, you've uh, you started as you're a Belfast boy, Starlo. Um, yeah, no, I grew up here. In Belfast, um, and basically pretty sporty family. Uh, Mum played tennis pretty well, and Dad loved his rugby, loved his cricket. So, um, two older brothers, one Richard and Ross, and it was just it was just a real sporty family. Um, I, <laughs> I I just wanted to play any time I could, and it didn't matter what sport it was. Love rugby, love golf, love football. I think the best best sort of way that you could describe me over all the assets was probably slow but skillful um, yeah. um, it did, didn't matter what sport it was I was uh, I was one of those strange characters that was a loose head prop but also kicked the, the goals um, at the posts yeah. um, I, I enjoyed tennis a lot but again off the back line I'd take you on at the back backhand and forehand off the baseline yeah. uh, until the drop shot was introduced probably uh, probably killed my aspirations in tennis trying to get to the net so yeah. um, cr cricket was Cricket was always certainly the first love, and that love never dissipated um, at all. So mm -hmm. it, it's always, always the sport that I, I went back to play whenever I didn't have to do anything else. You know, yep. it, it didn't matter if it was winter or summer. So th those early days were brilliant. But I, I look back on them a lot with fascination. Um, I, I think a lot of the things that I did, I do, I'm talking single digit age wise, still. You know, are massively important even to this day. Yeah. It's an odd one, the odd one to look back on. We like we we did the usual play in the hall, you know, with the cricket ball. You know, breaking radiators, breaking lights. You know, the typical stuff that every young aspiring. Upsetting your parents a bit. Oh, they they go out for dinner and you they leave the three of us in the house and they come back and there were glass everywhere. You know those <laughs> you know those radiator twist things at the bottom for the heat gauge. Yeah. You know they were replaced on a weekly basis. So we basically had to move 
from the hall and go out. We were basically told, get outside, yeah. go and play outside. So yeah. you've got the recycling bin as your stumps. And the, the interesting thing about our, our street was T-shaped. Mm-hmm. So you, you had automatic wicketkeeper and you had the two cars behind you were two gullies. Out. Everyone plays these games, but yeah. there were only three scoring areas. There was, yeah. You had to either hit a, hit a shot straight through long arm. You, there was forward of point on the back foot, or yeah. you had to open the face and hit it through cover down the other tee, or you could pull it okay. uh, down there. So there are only three three scoring options. Yeah. There's a big, big, big house at mid off, big house at mid wicket, and you know I still look back in those days. They're they're still my my most most unnatural scoring areas. You know I have to really. Because you weren't allowed to, because you weren't allowed to strike that. You weren't allowed to hit the house, or hit were you house weren't allowed to hit the house? You know, hit the house and pull it out. You know, hit it into the garden. You know. Almost game over, so they were just out of the game. Yeah. Um. And the other thing, the other thing growing up, whenever whenever we got slightly older, we were able to go down to uh, Cliftonville Cricket Club with my local club, and uh, it was about a twenty-minute walk away. Sometimes you had to walk, sometimes mum and dad give the lift. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was concrete nets. It was yep. concrete nets, and the the artificial material was millimeters thick. You know, it, it barely existent. Just give a tinge of green on it. Yeah. And as everyone knows, it rained a little bit in this yep. neck of the woods. Yeah, that, that just added a kiss. It was almost quicker off the deck than it was in the air. Yeah, and you know my my brothers are a good bit older. You know they're four, they're four or five or six or seven years older, uh, and I was just the youth. And you know, you know how these things work. If you're the youngest, you don't get the batting time that you want. Even though I love batting. Yeah, if we were down there for two hours, you know my batting time is five minutes or yep. ten minutes, and. As soon as they get bored of me batting, you know, they'll just pitch it on the stumps and that's me out. Yeah. Um, and I'll go and bowl to them. But the, the interesting thing was, as time went on, I obviously started getting a little bit better. Yeah. And I was and I was sort of, instead of, you know, just getting bowled over, I started blocking it and it was getting in, in the way. And basically that aggravated my brothers. And, you know, there's only one other way of going there is going pretty much body line. So yeah, yeah. That, that was an interesting, you know, six months to a year. It was getting hit in the thigh pad, hitting the ribs, the stomach, you know, yeah. if you really were overstaying your welcome, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, you, you've got a choice there. And I even look back on it now and go, you know, that I, I made the right one there. I, I went and basically said, look, I've got to find a way through this because I want the bat longer. Yeah. I'm getting peppered. And yeah. I just remember going, you know what, I'm, go, I'm going to throw the kitchen sink here. Uh, and I remember, I remember just going into those nets, going right. I'm going to try and hit. I'm going to try and hit the ball as hard as I can to start with, yep. and I'm going to try and hit every ball. Yeah. And I all of a sudden started getting a couple away, and you start thinking, "Geez, actually, I'm hitting them all right." You know, for an eight, nine year old, they're they're coming off the bat nicely. But I think the biggest difference was when they went back to the stumps to get me out. I was still crunching them. Yeah. I was able to climb into them more, and I think, look, this is all. You know, we've had a lot of time for self-reflection in this, in this, uh, these past seven weeks. So Absolutely. I look back, look back on that, and go, you know what? Like that's quite a big lesson to learn at such a young age. Is Absolutely. If you're ready to hit the ball and if you're ready to score, you're in a better position for anything that's tossed up. So that that was really my 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 young young days. I think that sort of stood me in good stead. No, that's 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 an that's an awesome story, Starlo. You know, it's, uh, two big brothers. Who I'm sure did their best to bully the life out of you, <laughs> and, and and it's actually stood you in good stead in your career because it's toughened you up from a very young age, which probably meant when you went into your teens, early teens, and you started coming up against you know your peers, and then 
They're guys a bit older than you in Irish cricket. You were probably able to handle it with a lot of young boys your age. Maybe weren't so it's tough because yeah. they didn't have brothers to toughen them up in a in, a, in the young age. Yeah, you're, you're bang on there. Like it, it just it just stood you in such good stead that I, I, whenever I went to face, you know, I think competitive cricket really starts at under 13, maybe under yeah. 11. Yeah. You know, the hard ball comes out. Whenever I was that age, 11, 12, 13, you know, it, I'd already faced it. You know, pace yeah. wasn't an issue in, you know, in that sort of yeah. phase. Um, you know, I'd already faced it. My brothers were that age that are older. So that, that was never an issue. And I think that, you know, if you're going into a hard ball for the first time, no matter what country you're from, no matter what, what your background is, you know, a hard ball is still a hard ball. It's going yeah, yeah. tennis ball. The hard ball is, you know, anxious, anxious scary, you know, it hurts. Yeah. So I, I got past that phase quite quickly uh, and, it, and it felt easier transition-wise. No, that's, that's quality. Quality early days there. Starting to love that. Um <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to. Obviously, you went on to play Ireland under 13s. I would imagine Ireland under 15s, 17s. Um, I'm going to go kind of forward um, through. Kind of skip skip that phase. Obviously, it's, obviously you were a successful young rising kid. <laughs> but first time I came across you was a uh, an under 20 the European Championship game, where we played at um, unusual. Actually, don't play many representative games there. We played at Fergus Lee Cricket Club. Paisley, Miko Riggs it's called, um, next to the hospital. Um, we played against you boys there. What age would you have been that day, Starlow? You were young. Yeah, I was 16. And I remember it, I remember it really, really well. Um, it, it's single-handedly the most important knock I think I've, I've ever had. Like, I, without doubt, I look back on that day and go, how did I manage that? I, I genuinely still don't know. Um, the, the interesting lead-up to that... I, were you? I don't, I don't know what age group you were for. So a couple of years before, there was a qual- World Cup qualifiers or qualifiers for your under 19s, yeah. and they were in Oundle. Were you yeah. involved? In that? No, I, so I, pl- I was. I was meant to be in that. Um, I played the World Cup before that. So if you're listening, um, this Saturday I do an episode with John Mooney. Um, so I'm yeah. against him, Niall, all these guys. I was meant to be in that. Unfortunately, um, I had left the YCs, MCC Young Cricketers, and my Coach back then, Mike Hendrick, was a little upset that I'd left. Um, and unfortunately, I missed out in that World Cup. So, some, I mean, Kyle, some of the boys would have been on that uh, that trip already. But you must have been a, an, you must have been a proper... proper I, I just I went I actually went to Arundel when I was 14 to watch my brother. You know, he ah, was playing right, at, okay. at the 19 level. And, you know, it, it just because it's linked to this 23 game, it was actually the same attack. So I've gone to watch my brother play. Yeah. And I actually got roped into 12th man. Um, okay. Someone got injured or something happened and I was a wee 14-year-old just watching my brother play. I was on holiday, basically, with my yep. family. And I'm carrying the drinks, but you're carrying the drinks, you're watching every single ball. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting there watching Sean Weir at me, uh, Goran Gardy. Callum McLeod was still bowling back then. Callum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was basically thinking, right, if I'm in that position, what am I going to do? Because they were pulling good gas in those days. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They pulled no, that's, quick. That, yeah, proper. I mean, that's what... Yeah. Like, the, I think they, they gloved off a few players. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm completely naive, young 14-year-old sitting there carrying drinks, just going, oh, why don't you just pull it? Or why don't you just play a, a hook shot? And, you know, it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah. But that's how, you know, you don't know anything else at that age. But 
going back to that 23 game, it was exactly the same attack and it felt like I'd already played the innings in my head. It, I know it sounds bizarre. Well, I, I mean, from my point of view, actually, now that you say that, Sturlo, I wasn't part of that. I, my, that. My time had gone. To my, when you name the players that you're up against there, um, yeah. on, on that, and Arundel, my, I, just, I, past I, you. I just, just passed that at that point. But yeah, yeah. Um, I never knew who you were. I had no, I'd obviously come across some very talented boys already I played against. Porterfield, Gary Wilson, Owen Morgan, Mooners, Niall O'Brien. I played against all these guys. And I turned up for that game. I was, I was leading the Scotland team into that game. And we, like you say, we had that same attack that you've just named. We also, had two, we also had two or three very good spinners. So as captain, I felt very confident that, you know, we'll come hard at the Irish here. We'll, 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 I've got a good, good feeling that we'll, we'll turn them over here today. <laughs> you know, we got a couple of early wickets. Things were going to plan. And out strolls this wee chubby lad. No disrespect. About him. <laughs> you know, no disrespect there, mate. Um, you strolled out to bat. I had no expectations of what to expect from you. You know, none whatsoever. And it was a couple of balls in. Not so much in. You'd only be at the crease maybe an over or so. And I think it... I don't want to quote who the bowler was because I don't want to say the wrong guy. It was either McLeod or Weeraratna because they were opening up. And you yeah. put one for six over mid-wicket through the Fergus Lee glass window. <laughs> Where you I come so you left your mark on Miko Reds as well. You smashed one of the windows before you left. <laughs> and from that moment on, we never got a look in. You smashed 100. I mean, everything I tried that day didn't work. You just peppered us. Like, and, and, I'll, and it's amazing, you know, that day, from that day forward, obviously you were somebody then that I kept a close eye on. Obviously, we'll go on to talk about some of your achievements. But it's interesting to hear you say, that that's where you kind of probably where it kind of all kicked off for you in a, in a big way. That, it was such a such a big knock, you know. Um, Phil Simmons had just been employed by Cricket Ireland at that time, and I he did a session with me only a couple of weeks before. He was just popping in to see the challenge in the Belfast area. Yeah. And he, we've done a session on on drives, just a simple feedback buckets hidden on drive back past the stumps, and I just remember he took over the ball machine and I've crunched them like. Three or four buckets, not missed time the ball, and it just it just worked. And yeah. he, he liked what he saw, and it, it's those sort of things you look back on and go, you know, what, if he wasn't even there, yeah, if he didn't see that or wasn't there for those five minutes, you know, that might not have happened. And goodness knows what else. But anyway, uh, it basically, I was playing for Ulster Schools the week before, mm-hmm. so I was already in Chester, and and my dad got a call saying, look. Uh, Phil Simmons wants to, to bring you into the squad. I, I thought it was just a little bit of experience. Um, again, see what it's like playing with older players and just see what it's like. I, I, I remember driving from Chester up to Glasgow. We stayed there um, and I roomed with Kevy again. Absolute mute, didn't say a word. Yeah. Uh, got there to the ground, wasn't expecting to play. Got named in the side and then, you know, the legs go, you know, you, your legs turn to jelly. Yeah. And you're like, right, is this actually happening? And I, I didn't have pads, didn't have any gear. We were only 16 that day. Unbelievable. I, I had to borrow pads off uh, Davy Rankin, who unfortunately got left out for me. And his pads on me, up to the up to the thigh. Like, I wear small men still. Yeah. And they were full size. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it worked. I, do, I simply don't know. I, I can't remember that much about, you know, when you, you know, when you just finish the knock, and you would have definitely had it, and you just come off, and you're like, "Whoa!" It was, I was like automatic mode. You, know, yeah. you weren't thinking, yeah. and you come off, and you've had a good day, 
and you're like, I, I don't know what happened there. It, it just was my day. And yeah. it was quite it, it looking you back. Never, you, you've never, it's great to hear. I mean, at, at the time, you don't know all these things. I don't, I didn't know all these things. I'm in the opposition <laughs> camp. You know, I don't know anything about you. So, Big Phil, obviously, as he's got that, you know, you give thanks to him that he, he clocked you in that session and thought, I'm bringing this boy in. He, he, he's, he's good to go. Um, so thanks for that, Phil. Appreciate that, <laughs> Phil. Appreciate that for bringing Paul Sterling in. Who, <laughs> and to be honest, going on to the rest of that game, you know, from that, I think we were just shell shocked. We, we didn't know what it hit us. Um, we didn't really recover from it. Um, and you guys went on to win it. I think you guys went on to win the tournament as well. I think we did. Yeah, I think it wasn't too high a scoring game either, was it? It was more, you know, your old school one day cricket, two thirty, yeah. or you know, it was uh, slow enough wicket. Um, but I think Kev might have stolen the show. Did Kev you come know, and get you six know, wickets? You know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking? I forgot about Kev. Kev was Kevin. Kevin, he bowled. He bowled well. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got, got a pile of wickets. He also got forty. You know, he could have, you know, taken that limelight a bit away, which was like brilliant. But yeah. I think he might have got five or six wickets. So yeah, no, he did. Yeah, you know what? I didn't. I didn't. Now that you're now that my brain's actually starting to think about the game as well. You didn't that you wouldn't have thought, but Kevin was playing in that game as well, and uh, he was a big factor with the ball that day. He got he yeah. knocked our top order out. Um, I think he got me out that day as well, and we never really we're never really in the game. Um, but I'm more my more memory is just yourself because I just had no expectations of you. Um, when you came out and <laughs> like you did. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a great story. It's great to know that that's where you kind of where you you know it's, it kickstarted your career if if, if you say so. Um, you went on from there. Um, to play, you know, a lot of cricket for Ireland, um, 23s. I played against you again in Holland a couple of years later, and you smashed us there as well. Um, I'm actually due to have a podcast straight after this with a guy that played out there against you, a guy called Matthew Parker. You would have played against Oh, yes. Um, I think you put him into the river a couple of times that day. You know, straight. Um, you know what? I, I actually thought he was a serious up-and-coming bowler. You know, really good skills, tall, swung it away. And... I think he nicked me off in Dubai Stadium. Just dead, you know, dead. you know, in one day cricket, a lot of the time it's defensive bowling because you've got a white kookaburra that doesn't do anything. But yeah. you know, he he was running in. You knew that he was trying to get you out. Yeah, and he, he nicked me off. I think it went to first slip or maybe to the keeper's right. And yeah. you know, he, you know, you're absolutely correct because I thought he, he mentioned it in a podcast a, a week or so ago. He said he went on to get smacked about the rest of it, but he he ran in. It was like a second <laughs> ball. He was crapping himself and he got you out. And he said he was he was he was he was over the moon, but he got injured. Sterlow, he uh, you know he started having some injury problems, and but you're absolutely right. He was a he was a big hope. He could bat a bit as well, left-handed batsman. Um, so it was unfortunate that his career didn't quite go on because yeah, he was a talent, talented boy. Um, time he could have had a long career, hundred percent. Pretty much from there, Sterlow, you signed the Middlesex at a young age as well. What age would you have been? Yeah, it's a, it's a Middlesex story is quite interesting so I I got invited over Graham West was the academy coach at the time invited me over to an under 16 game so it was all sort of around this age group that things were really happening for me and uh, I got I went over to play Surrey under 16s and I managed to get I think maybe 80 I could play well again similar story I was just in the form of my life for some reason I reckon it was the same year yeah and he, this was early on and I think he was like you know what we want to invite you back. So is there any chance you can get out of school in two weeks' time? We're playing we're playing Surrey, but it's Surrey twos. Yeah. And you know, that was my first like that was big boy cricket. That yeah, was that's the, the first 
proper cricket that I had no no clue what there was to come. And I rocked up and it was at Whitgift School, lovely ground in in Surrey, a really flat wicket. Um, I think it was a four-day friendly, which is unusual, but the, the two London sides usually played over four days. Yeah. Uh, and I was down, I batted eight or nine the first innings. You know, I was really there to see what the story was, yep. carry the drinks, or, well, you probably do carry the drinks as well as a youngster yeah. on play in those days. Yeah. Um, but the two sides, you know, they, they had Alex Tudor, Schofield, uh, who was the Jimmy Ormond, uh, Spriegel, Tim Murdoch's brother, actually Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, star-studded lineup. Yeah, we had David Nash, Nick Compton, Gareth Berg, John Simpson, and a couple of young guns: Sean Levy, Adam London, and I. Like I really was, you know, I was the twenty-second player of the twenty-two. I, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it was it was so flat that two innings went by in three days. So it was, it was a dead game, and we're at the end. End of day three, and we've just taken our last wicket. That's stumped, so we've got one day left. Um, we're staying at a hotel in Croydon. Mm-hmm. And we get the text that night under the team WhatsApp, you know, everyone down for beer. Um, half seven. Uh, we're going out for a curry afterwards. Uh, team meal. Uh, Middlesex will pick up the tab, just chuck in your expenses for the day. Yeah. So we've all gone out, uh, had a brilliant time. Um, and we've paid the cheque. And we're all getting taxis back, and to get the call, the call over was like, "Oh, Sterling, you're with us. You're in our taxi." I was like, "All right, well, again, naive as you can possibly be." I was like, oh, "It's nice to them, you know. We Belfast dad comes over, spends his money on an Indian, and they're going to pay my taxi back. Fair yep. play to them." <laughs> Where are you off to, lads? Oh, Tiger, Tiger, uh, Croydon, please. I was like, "Oh, that's not. That does not sound like the hotel." I'm not along with it, you know. I'm only trying to fit in. But like best case scenario, I probably won't get in. But yeah. I, I managed to pass. You know, those cobras turn into a few Jack and Coke, yeah. and it turns into a little bit more than what it should have been. But again, yeah. same situation happens. We're all getting taxis again. Now there's only two taxis left. Still a year with us. I was like, right, finally get me back to this hotel. Incorrect. Go somewhere else. Different type of establishment. Sixteen-year-old uh, seeing things he really, really has never seen before in his life. But uh, at that point, I think I was just, you know what? If this is professional cricket, <laughs> sign me up. I will come, pay my expenses. I'll go out, have curries with you. I'll field all day for you. I'll bat nine, and I'll go and have a good time. Just put the contract down. I'm ready. <laughs> and, uh, we got to the ground the next day. Um, probably a few hours later, and David Nash is the captain. He comes up to me and goes, "Look." Where do you usually bat? And I was like, you know, like to be honest, up the order, but you know, kids cricket, you know, yeah. under eight stuff. And he was like, so you're batting three today. And I was like, again, that feeling where your legs go out. And um, so I, I had to switch on immediately. And I'm running off Red Bull here. Yeah. Wouldn't have a clue what was going on. And I got in in the third over. Uh, I think Adam London maybe nicked at the second slip, and I waddled out. Uh, not much energy going, and I've got Alex Tudor with a new ball at one end, and Jimmy Ormond with a new ball at the other, two wow. England cricketers wow. running at me, and I've, I've somehow managed to get 60. I Do not ask me how. It's probably some of the the best runs I've got. Like, there was no freebies, and like, the team yeah. was started. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a dead rubber because it was going to be a draw. There was you know 
Jimmy Orman's second spell was off spin. You know, there there were a number of factors, but it was a hugely important 60 for myself. Yeah. And I flew back that night, back to school the next day, and actually got signed off that knock. So a uh, real, <laughs> real mixture of emotions. It was it was a brilliant week. Uh, I, yeah, I, rem- I remember it like the back of my hand. It just, I thought that's what cricket was all about. And, you know, as cricket goes on, you, you realise it's not quite... Oh, roses I can, like can, can kind of know what that kind of experience a bit was like because I, I went to the I went to the Wise Knees when I was sixteen, <laughs> um, so I know what London's like, um, and uh, I know what the I know what can go down in some of these uh, <laughs> some of these some of these evenings. So, um, but mate, great 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 story. So, Stanley, you've given me a real insight into you know where it all started, where you kind of found your you know your talent was kind of unearthed. You know, didn't, you wouldn't ever I didn't realise it, but. That, that knock in Paisley was huge, you know, batting at the Oval, um, all these all these things, and then you became a professional cricketer. You're now signed for Middlesex. Um, you made your you made your first class debut for Ireland 2008 in the I Cup. Um, you got a, uh, you also went on to get a contract um, further down the line as well with Irish cricket in 2009. What was that? Is that was that an, was that a contract that mixed in with your Middlesex contract? Yeah, so they were the first bunch of central contracts that came out with Cricket Ireland. Um, yeah. and I was lucky enough to be offered one in the first group. And it just worked well enough that you could do both pretty much at that time, okay. certainly. There wasn't enough cricket really taking you away from the other one. So it just, it just worked really well. Um, most of Gardens cricket was in the winter with the exception of three or four high-profile one dayers in the summer. And you, you hope they didn't crash. Sometimes yeah. they did. Um, but it, that, that, was, that was brilliant. You know, that was the start of being a a proper professional cricketer. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, that that must have been a a special feeling. I mean, to get a Middlesex contract, to get an Irish contract, it's kind of be, it's kind of best of both worlds. You know, you're proud to play for your country, but to get to play at a home of cricket as your home ground. I mean, I'm not mentioned that, but obviously Middlesex play at Lords. Um, yeah. What a you know what a feeling turning up there every single day. I mean, I got to do it as a YC, so I know how special a feeling it was. But you do pinch yourself sometimes. Well, yeah, you, you do. Did you not find sometimes you felt yourself just taking it a little bit for granted and you would have to just pull Absolutely. back and go, I am at Lords here. Yeah, yeah. Don't even think about it. Like, yeah, that, like, don't even let that thought into your head, you know. It, it's such a special place and you're right, you know, you just walk in the gates. That's and, it. And you're not, nobody stops you. Nobody stops you. <laughs> you roll in like you own the place. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, def- I definitely look back, Starlo, now and I did take it for granted and I kind of um, but it was just because I was probably different to you. You strike me as a when I when I've met you as well. You're a very very laid back, chilled out guy. Yeah. I'm a lot more like cocky in your face, <laughs> blah blah blah. So I, I probably was just a little cheeky cheeky upstart at that time who did de- who definitely did take certain things for granted. And I look back now and I just I'm you know blessed to to have had that experience. Got to play with some of the some of the best cricketers. Um, going around at that point, I, my team had Ross Taylor and Darren Sammy in it. Look at what they've yeah, gone on. Look at what they've gone on to achieve in, in their cricket and careers. It's unbelievable. But um, you're right, you get to look back, and it's, I'm sure it was such an important time for yourself. When you know when you connect the dots going backwards like that, you you realise how important it was. You know, you you would have learned so many lessons, irrespective oh, of how things on the field. It, it it doesn't matter, and you take all those experience and get to the stage where you're at now. And you use that as best as you can, and you do, you know, you keep doing, keep improving. That's all you can do. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you've obviously went on, Sturlo, 
and you took your, you kept your head down um, <laughs> and you went on. And, and I want to just, I could talk to you about your career all day, but we could be here all day. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to some big moments in your career. Now, one of the big moments for me in your career, another big stage must have been, in, came in 2010. You scored 177 against Canada in a list day game. Yeah. That must oh. be, that's quite a big moment in, in your kind of international early days. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was still rolling on from, you know, I think it was a tough start in international cricket. You know, after that under-23 game, you know, I got a call-up 2008 played my first game it was tough going I don't reckon I scored runs really for the first year you know I was getting I didn't get many in that first first class game you know I played against New Zealand was my ODI debut in Aberdeen mm-hmm. and Scotland which I think was your ODI debut yeah well. that's right that's right that's in the next, in the next couple of days we both took a, we both I mean <laughs> New Zealand hit you for a few of that uh, oh that. my word it's like you know you can only learn from that like yeah. I, I, I honestly can admit now I what at that time, I wasn't good enough for those games. I, that's absolute fact, but it's the learning process that you Absolutely. go you go through. Like like John Blaine and Dewald Nell were opening the bowling against me in that yeah. Scotland game, and like I was completely out of my depth, you know. And then you've got to realise, right, not scoring runs here. What am I going to do to fix this? Or how am I going to solve this problem? Yeah. And hopefully, the next time I face those two, I'll be in a better position. So that was always the thought process. But I, but then. You know, went on, got a duck against Norway, barely scored any runs against Italy. Like, it was a tough year. And yeah. then finally, you know, get to that game in, in Toronto. Um, I think it was really off the back of a, a decent CNG, or, you know, they changed the name of that comp all the time. Don't know what it was at the time. CNG trophy, I think, um, against the counties. And then sort of stepping up for that Toronto game. Um, it's just one of those games that clicked again. You know, I, I'm a big believer that the top 10% of your game and the bottom 10% of your game is almost out of your control. You know, you're going to fail and you're going to have days that come off really well. Yeah. And you've, that you've got an 80% swing there that you're in control of. Yeah. Uh, and that day, the under 23 day, we're in that top 10%. It didn't feel like I was, you know, it felt like I was part of the game, not actually in the, you know, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that, yeah, that, that one in Canada, Canada was, it was, it was, that was a tough tour for different reasons because Toronto is a brilliant place. Yeah, it, yeah, quality place. A brilliant place and you get distracted. You know, that's my first time in the, the States or yeah. the state side. Yeah. There's a lot of distractions yeah. and we were having a brilliant time, you know, just shopping or doing stuff like it. I'd never think about doing now. And actually the cricket was actually, that was the first time I think I struggled to actually focus on cricket. Yep. It was always the main focus up until that trip. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad I got those runs, but I think it would, I would find it harder than it actually was on paper. Well, I mean, 177 says in the scorecard, it doesn't say that Sturlow was struggling <laughs> that day. I bet Canada feel a bit gutted about that. When you're and a few when new you're t-shirts, like, yeah. many of those boys hear that now, they'll be thinking, bloody hell, how many, <laughs> how many would he have scored if he wasn't struggling? Well, maybe it took my mind off the cricket. You, <laughs> you never know. You then, Sturlow, that obviously gave you, gave you some gave you a lot of confidence. You then went into the 2011 World Cup. Now that's obviously, we know what Ireland did at that World Cup. Um, you beat England, which is unbelievable. Um, I had a good chat with, with Mooners about that um, <laughs> a couple of days ago. Um, and then, But then again, you were part of another big 
beginnings. You you beat the Dutch, um, which uh, which at that point Dutch were playing some serious cricket. They they they, they were they were in they were in good 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 form. Um, and yeah. yourself and uh, William Porterfield had 177. Strange that it's a 177 again. <laughs> 177 opening stand, um, which was a record at the time to beat the Dutch. That must have been a special special day for you. Yeah, that was brilliant. The, the, the World Cup whole experience was out of this world. You know, that, we played India in India to start with, and I got a golden duck, and it is still my favourite game ever. Just so, experience it. I, you, you're, you'll be chasing that feeling forever. Yeah. You know, full house, full house in Bangalore. Wow. Sahir Khan running in, and you're like, he swings it in, he definitely swings it in, definitely swings it in. And right enough, swing in right right in between bat and pad, knock your stumps over. Yeah. It's like, you know, who was it that got you? Sorry, who got you? Is that here, Can through the gate? Yeah. Um, but then even just stand, I was standing at first slip, and I was the keeper. I we couldn't we could not hear each other. Sachin walked out, Saywag walked out, Doni walked out. Wow. Like I was shouting at someone two foot away, and he, he was like, "You're gonna have to write it down." Can I hear um, you? Yeah. You should have worked yeah, that, on. That you should have worked on sign language for that game. <laughs> we could. We should have worked something out before. We didn't. We didn't know. You know. And the flip side of that, when they got out, dead silent. If you couldn't oh. hear, if you couldn't hear Niall, that must have been serious. <laughs> like, then you know there's a problem because I mean you never. Well, that's dog whistle, sort of high pitch. So you, never, you, can, <laughs> you can hear him from a mile away. So that was a that shows how loud it was. I've heard people comment on a few. I've actually did an interview with uh, Salman Butt, ex-Pakistani cricketer. And he yeah. was talks about when he scored a hundred at Eden Gardens, and he said I couldn't hear, couldn't hear anything. You know the crowd. He said there was people outside cheering outside the stadium, couldn't even watch the game. <laughs> so it's just cricket crazy. crazy. Must have been some experience. Um, it was the yeah. game. It wouldn't have been too quiet at the England game that day either. I know what no. the Indians playing, but it was still loud. There was yeah, no, there was a lot of support in for everyone. Like the, that was pretty full house as well. It's just it didn't have the murmur consistently like the India game, but. You know that 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 was a, that was a huge learning experience. What was that? Was like seven weeks on a World Cup campaign trail that was massively up, massively down, and finished well. You know, I I think I had a lot of motivation on that last game. Like I didn't have a, a brilliant World Cup up until then. I was actually more more bored. Something I was going to mention, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm, something I've not mentioned yet. We keep talking about you, but you're a quality quality opener. <laughs> I mean, you've come well, in. Not sure about quality, but. You've come into okay. your own. I mean, you bowl, you bowl regularly in one-day cricket for Ireland. You've been I'm back then. Yeah, got, I'm pretty sure you got given the ball in the recent Test match against England. I think you had, a, I think you might have had a trundle in that game as well. I don't know that we can get to that. But you bowl yeah. consistently in one-day cricket for Ireland now. Yeah, it's probably fizzled off a little bit. Like it, it, it worked well in those first, you know. I'd say eight years because our our main threat was always a left-arm spinner. You know, it was yeah. Regan West whenever. Uh, we were playing against each other and it moved to Dockrell. So that opens up perfectly for me to fit in as a part-time, maybe more than part-time off-spinner to yep. do the other the other role. And then recent past, we've actually gone with uh, Andy McBride. Yeah, uh, good bowler. And good bowler. He's a really, really nice offer. He mixes his pace up lovely, but that changes the whole, you know, the whole uh, like balance of the team almost mm -hmm. because I'm all of a sudden just another offie. Yeah, if they're taking the offie down already, you know you're not going to be looked at as much. It's going to be the yep. second one in. So um, that's changed the dynamic a little bit. I haven't bowled as much in recent time, and 
you know, again, sitting here seven weeks, having not touched the bat, not touched the ball, it's something I'll certainly be working on to bring back into my game 100%. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right, that, that, that World Cup campaign, I, I reckon my favourite moment of that was probably that England game. I, I reckon I bowled 10 overs for 40. You know, I yeah, that's right. love the fact it slips under the, under the radar, but I look back on that and go, you know... Yeah, that's a proud um, achievement. That's, that's some achievement, mate, in a, in a game yeah. like that, and a quite high-scoring game. I mean, yeah, even, that, even, that's even, it. Though, yeah. even though now that wouldn't be classified as a high-scoring game, because now it's ridiculous. <laughs> but then that was a really high-scoring game. To go for forty in your ten was uh, was, was was some some good some good going. You, what was your top? So batting so batting wise, other than that, you know your highlight was probably that Dutch game where you you smoked it. What did you end up on in the Dutch game in that opening stand? Oh, I think I got. I, I don't think it was too many above hundred, was it? I, mean, I think I would have got out, but it was it was quick far enough. Or I, 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 I just remember being so frustrated. I hadn't had the best tournament and. If you look back on that innings, it was I'm trying to hit every ball for four or six. It really yep. was, you know, there was Bukhari yep. and the bowling, and I think I've tried to hit that for six over long on first ball of the match, or sorry, it was a reply, um, and I've hit it over second slip. I actually must have scored a good twenty or thirty runs down through third man, but uh, it doesn't say that in the book, Starlo. <laughs> it doesn't know. It doesn't matter where you get them as long as you, as long as you get them. Um, sorry, exactly. I didn't do I didn't do my local knowledge in that one. So you scored a ton. That's right in that game. Yeah, no, I got there. I got there in the end. Yeah, um, can't remember what I finished on. Not not many more. Proud, another proud, another proud moment. Hundred hundred a World Cup. Oh, yeah. I want to now talk to you about your um, your top three knocks in your career, and I and I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to pick the first <laughs> one because I just like it. It's colourful for me. It's one that I, it's one that I like. And I want to talk to you about that. Um, you scored 100 against Pakistan. There was a two ODI series, um, two, two ODIs played in Ireland. Um, yeah. And in the second ODI, you, you scored 100 against Pakistan. For me, having a Pakistani background as well, that was obviously something I was, I was following that game closely. To see you get 100, you know, really made me think, wow, that, you know, this boy, boy's become a man now. You know, he's scoring, <laughs> he's scoring 100 against a a test-playing nation and a, and a, a top-quality bowling attack test-playing nation. So how, how, how did that feel that day? That was brilliant. Yeah, that certainly is one of my favourite knocks. I think I have been asked that in the past and that would be one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, I think Umar Gul was, you know, the top, real top dog opening the bowl in there. Yeah. And Saeed Ajmal, you know, I, I just awesome. felt on top of the top of my game at that particular point in my career. And, you know the the results and the, the results showed, and um, that, that it was just it was brilliant. It was in Belfast, it was in Stormont. It's only down the road. It's, yeah, it's my home. You know, home international ground. Wow, I know, know it pretty well. It was it was pretty special. In fact, you can do it in front of your parents, in front of you. Know, that was your close supporters. Great, 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 proud moment for the family. Um, yeah. Stormont, I played it. Beautiful ground, but being a Belfast boy, scoring a hundred like that, I mean, must have been. I mean, it's got. I'm not surprised. That's. Uh, I would have been surprised if that didn't come in your top three, Starlo. I would have been like, whoa, Pakistan. <laughs> no, it's up there. It, it, it did. It just fell right. You know, you go through little periods in your career that you just hit purple patches. And that, I was just lucky. You know, I think, I think that was in and around the same. I got 100 at the Grains against Scotland. And that, you know, that's as good as I, a little period that I've What year added. was that, Starlo? What year was that? I, I don't think it was too far off that knock. You know, there was a period of about 12 ODIs where there were three or four hundreds quickly and 
yeah, I, I look back on that. But I think the, the thing about that was, do you remember it was the old regs? Um, the, the fielding restrictions, you know, it was set. This is how you score 100. You, you score between 40 and 50 for none or one in the first 10. Yeah. And, you know, from an overs 11 to 40, you just back. If an yep. off spinner bowls, you hit long on. If a left arm spinner bowls, you hit long off. Yep. If a seamer bowls, you knock it down on the head, the third man. It was set. Yep. You know, you put the bad ball away all, be, all means, but it was just, that's what everyone thought. It was the, you know, it was the key to success was just follow that recipe and it'll work. Yep. And they changed the rules, you know, not that far after that. You know, they messed with it four men in, four men out, 15 overs of power play. And I actually struggled to keep up with that, you know. Mm-hmm. It completely flipped how you're supposed to play. You know, even in England, they went to a 40 over competition, and they they messed with that. Uh, what, do you, what would you call it? System. Yeah. It was just it just worked. Yep. And and it took me a little while to get used to. It. You know, if you know facing Madge say, and he's brought mid off up. Yeah. And because he has to bring an extra man in the fielder, you know, a little bit of an ego thing. I'm like, right, if you're not bowling mid off up to me, I'm you know that dancing down the track, hit yep. dump, you yep. know. I imagine brilliant that that took the pace off, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and it, you know, it took me longer than it really should have to get better at that. Um, and it, it should have been based around batting longer. So that was that was me going from the height of my game probably to a period of scoring thirties and forties and getting out playing overly aggressive. So that was yep. sort of that phase in my career. So I mean, two knocks there. Would you say then there are two knocks that would would fall in your kind of you know, so Pakistan. Is one of them. You yeah. Talk of the hundred at the Grange was that that was obviously in your career was a was a very important hundred. What what yeah. what other what other big what I other? I think there's, there's there's probably two that stand two that stand out in my head. One like Middlesex against Surrey at the Oval. Wow. You know, that you know you see the fixture list at the start of the year, and you pinpoint that game and you pinpoint the the game at Lords. So they're the yep. two you want to play in, um, and you know you build that game up to probably too much in your own head. Yep. And usually we get maybe a, a used track at the Oval because maybe susceptible to spin a lot of the time. So they pick three spinners and it's it suits them. Yep. And you don't get that fresh track. And just that day, belter, you know, unused. And you just look down and went, you know what? This, you know, if it's going to be a day, it's going to be this day. Yep. And it came off and, you know, it completely got outdone. I was sitting best view in the house for uh, Jason Roy and uh, Aaron Finch at the other end. So yeah. they stole the show, but I, that was a, you know, it, it felt good because of the, you, you, you know, you'd set that goal almost in March, yeah. in pre-season to go, you know, that would be a good one. And the, the other one... So tell the viewers, what did you end up on that day then? <laughs> I, I'm terrible with actual numbers. Like, um, I, can't, I can't imagine it'd be 110 maybe. I don't, I, I, I don't it was 100, so it was, a, it was another, it was another ton. Must have been a decent, decent crowd then at the at the Oval uh, for that yeah, game. So, uh, another so proud, you know, proud, proud moment. It'll be, a, it'll go down and it'll go down in history. A, a young Irishman scoring <laughs> a, a hundred for Middlesex against Surrey at the Oval. I mean, it doesn't get doesn't get much bigger than that. Doesn't get much bigger Absolutely. than scoring a hundred in Belfast <laughs> against Pakistan. Um, you know, some other highlights, Sturlow. You you were picked um, 2012, I think. You were picked in a associate eleven that went out to Dubai to play against uh, the England, pretty much the England Test team at that point. Um, yeah. They were warming up to go into the series against Pakistan. Um, 
I know Maggie played in that. Who else was there? Any, any other? Was Kyle, was Kyle there? Yeah. Uh, I think Saki Bickfell from UAE was there. Kerm Khan, maybe. It's um, a good question. Names wise. I, I know Maggie. I know Maggie was there. Porterfield was there. Yeah, Porty. Dockers was there. Maybe then Bowl. Uh, Craig Williams. Hamid Hassan. I'm sure he dived into the. Oh, that was his horrible injury. Yeah. <laughs> That that was shocking, you know. He was he was one of the best bowlers. Yeah, absolutely. He almost oh, broke my oh, ankle oh. in an I Cup game at air. He bowled me and he was reverse swinging it away, away, <laughs> away, and then he just brought one back in. The wicket was doing nothing; it was all swing and hit me right in between the the foot and the ankle on top. I thought <laughs> I, I think it carried off the pitch. And nothing was broke, so I felt like a drama queen afterwards. But he was a proper. Proper bowler, him. He got his yogurt, good yogurt bumper and good hard length. You know, it's simple strategy and it works. And he, he yeah. was brilliant at it. That, that was horrible. Yeah, he dived over the picket fence, and on the other side of it was you know like that cattle grid. Yeah. And um, there's no footing, and his knee went straight in between there. I don't think he ever recovered, Sterlo. I don't think he. Yeah, he hasn't really. I don't, you know, he, I don't think he was ever as lively again after that as he was at that. No, I think he. I think he maybe piped up for the the World Cup there in in England. You know, he probably knew he only had a couple of games left, and he got it back up. You know, but you you can't sustain that after being out for so long. He, I felt felt so bad for him. Yeah, it's a shame. But good experience playing against the England boys. Kind of first experience of playing a like a test playing nation at a test match. Pretty much big time, up. yeah. That, that ICC Academy it was at. Um, real slow, flat one, so it it probably helped their their preparations as well. And you know, there, there was probably around the time where there was probably whispers of maybe another international team being a combined eleven. You know, it yeah. might only have been tiny whispers, but it was still a tiny possibility. You know, yeah. but I think don't think anyone would disagree that if you combine an associate eleven at the time. With all their best players, that they would have yeah. been a good side. Yeah, they would have. You know, absolutely. I think that was a it was a good idea to do that. Well, obviously, since then, you boys have uh, you boys have got your status. Um, <laughs> you've uh, you've now played in um, three test matches, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So you have played against uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and in more recent times, you played in a one-off test match, which was a very interesting test match. Um, against England at Lords, um, yeah. you boys, you, know, you both rolled each other, um, and then yeah. it was uh, it got it got it got it got squeaky bum a little bit for the English at, at the end. But how was that experience? That was brilliant. Certainly up there with one of the, my favourite weeks. Um, you know, you don't really know how you're going to perform, especially in Test cricket. You're so young to it. Um, but to even get the game at Lords was amazing. And again, full house, that's all you can ask for as a cricketer. Yeah. And then to actually start getting wickets, you know, they, I think they won the toss and batted and we picked up a couple of wickets and it, we just got on a roll. But, you know, Tim Murdoch and myself, we, we've played there so much, him particularly. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of know what's going to happen before it happens, not in that the way it was going to go there, but certainly into the last day, you know, the weather came in, it got a little bit cooler, it was humid. And the total was enough, trust me, um, that it, it it could be out of reach. You know, if you if you if you were yeah, just uh, it wasn't a t- it was a it was a green top Lord's wicket. It was a I remember seeing the first days play and thinking, oh, this looks like a bit. <laughs> yeah, Tim Murta, Tim Murta, Speaking of Tim Murta, I played against him 
two or three times when I was at the YCs, and he was at Surrey at the time. And yeah. I played against him at Wormsley quite a few times. You would have played there. Yeah, lovely ground. He was a quality bowler. He would just always just... It was just that little, little nibble that he would get late. He would always think you would just get you're there, and he used to. I remember him one one innings in particular. He hit me in the inner thigh a lot. He kept oh. he kept nipping it back in. I mean, he's not he's not. He quick. doesn't miss. He, he's, he's just that you know he's just that seven mid seventies kind of pace, but it just yeah. kept missing the inside edge, top back thigh. Got I took a couple, and then I think he got me LBW or something like that. <laughs> he's a he's, he's a genius. He really he really is a genius. And he had a great you know, you've seen everyone trying either back way outside the crease, run at him, hit him over the top, or just try and survive. And you know, not much really fully works. No, he's a, he's a smart, smart, wily, wily campaigner. You boys um, really got the bet. You've got some quality years out of him. The Irish, I mean, he, he just retired. I think he's retired recently. Am I right in saying? Just recently, yeah. Just he's recently just retired. Over, yeah, he's, he's got another year or two left at Middlesex. So. No, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Great, great, great cricketer. Um, Moving on, some other some other just highlights of your career. Um, you actually in two thousand and eighteen, here's here's something that will go down. You'll you'll be you'll be in a you'll be in Wikipedia for years to come. You're the first <laughs> Irishman to hit a boundary in a Test match. That's a that's something to hold on to, mate. Look, I was batting five. It must have been going too well. <laughs> no, I, did, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were batting a five. I think it was four or five. Uh, no, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah, like, you know, I think. Yeah, you probably shouldn't really be looking back on a career that you're still in. So yeah. I look forward to it when I when when I'm finished. I'll probably look back on those things and take them into account. But as for now, I don't really take it. Yeah, no, you should. I mean, these are all these are all things that I'm uh, I, I've got excited about when I started looking yeah. into you and obviously and looking up stats. But when you sit down in years to come, that I'm sure that will be something that you you'll be very proud of. Um, 2019. Obviously, you played in the 2015 World Cup as well, Sterlo. I'm not going to go into the whole whole campaign. How did you find uh, that experience? Obviously, being in a different different kind of conditions out in Australia. Yeah, it was it was real fun. You know, those World Cup campaigns are the best times of your lives. It's an absolute fact. Um, I it was real satisfying. The first game I managed to get 90 against the West Indies, but that was satisfying because. The fixtures came out and you had so long to prepare for it. So again, you're only thinking about the West Indies game for months, yeah. and to you know get across the line and win that game and like contribute to the win was was fantastic. I remember when you boys beat them though. It almost got to the point with with Ireland at World Cups that everyone was like, I thought Ireland, I thought Ireland were kind of the favourites going into that game. <laughs> favourites, oh, I wouldn't say you know, not surprised, yeah. Un- unsurprising, and I think the fact that it happened in the first game as well almost set the tone that way. And I, we we picked up momentum. You know, the UAE game was brilliant. That was I think that was the second game. That's right. It was, it was ten days later. You know, we were in all sorts of trouble. I think we needed a hundred off the last ten, and Kevin and Wilson got us out of trouble there. You know, that would have been that would have just ruined everything. You know, go and beat the West Indies, and then you fall then against you the UAE. Next game, it would have just it would have crushed us a bit. And then to beat Zimbabwe in a thriller as well, you know that that's why you play the game, the highest level on the the biggest stage of all. Uh, and we we did well. I think we were knocked out by net run rate, which was disappointing. Result that's didn't. Right. That's right, it was. And Pakistan knocked us out on the on the last day. Yeah. Well, wow. What 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 an experience! What an experience! I mean, you've you've got to play a World Cup in the subcontinent in India. You played in the World Cup 2015 in Australia. I mean, these are things that you're going to be very proud. 
I, I think you'll play in a few. I think you'll, you'll probably play in a couple more World Cups. You've uh, <laughs> you, you recently then went to 2019. This is more recent now. ICC T20 qualifiers. You had a you had a good trip. You scored 291 runs in eight matches. Leading run scorer for Ireland. Unfortunately, it didn't uh, it didn't get you. We all we've all got our thoughts on 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 on, on that camp on that campaign and what what we think about it. What's your thought? What was your what was your feelings? Uh, well, we we always seem to get have a stroke of luck with the qualifying when we're in a bit of strife. Yeah. Uh, we were all sitting watching. Oh goodness, who was it? It was Jersey beat Oman. Yep. And we've qualified through that, and we had the same thing again in the qualifiers in Ireland and Scotland. You know, you always get the luck of the Irish, mate. <laughs> always the luck of the Irish. It's not a fair bit. You know, you know what I actually think we're the luckiest on. Um, the two thousand and five. You know, I obviously wasn't was too young then, but we had a qualifiers in Ireland. Yeah. And the final was Ireland versus Scotland in Clintarf, and Scotland beat us. You know. Brilliant Scottish team, Ryan Watson. I used to love watching him bat. Yeah. Um, but I, I was there watching, and you know, winning that competition put you in the group of doom. Of yeah. Winners, Winners talked about this. He said it was a bit unfair because oh. because Ireland got Ireland got Pakistan and um, Pakistan and Zimbabwe. I mean, not saying that they're yeah. weak teams, but South Africa and Australia more favourable draw easily. And you know, you'd won that competition. You know, if the world was fair, you'd have a more favourable draw. But that. That 2007 campaign, you know, anyone who's playing cricket in Ireland at the minute, who's on a contract, owes a hell of a lot to that group of people. Yeah. And and that also could have come out from a bit of luck in what group they got in. And that yeah. it just those small things you look back on, it, you know. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's always swung and roundabout. It's always it's always gone gone back and forth. I mean, at 2005, Scotland were hand, head and shoulders. The dominant team. I mean, they probably bullied that tournament. They won that tournament quite comfortably. Um, and then yeah. I've had memories of obviously playing against when, I, when my time in the Scottish team, Ireland were probably the more dominant side. Um, so you know, I look back at my one of my proudest moments is playing against you in Aberdeen in the I Cup game, where, yeah. I, where I got dogs abused. And you, you're such a nice guy, Carlo. <laughs> you never ever you you fielded it short leg my whole innings, and you never gave <laughs> me any shit. You know, I got abused by. Trent Johnston, Gary Wilson, Kevin O'Brien, you know, Porterfield, but I don't really understand what Porterfield's ever saying to you. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. But you, every time I just looked at you at short leg, you were just like, right. you know, just, just, just don't hit me. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't ever say a, a word in anger to me. And you were going well in that game as well, actually. You pulled one, you, you, were, you were smoking it up top, and then you pulled one straight to the fine leg, I remember. I think, I think Richie got me out, yeah. yeah, yeah Richie, yeah, it was a short ball. give me the old bumper, yeah. Do you, I still laugh at that game. I still think it's one of my funniest moments. So you you were, you got a brilliant 100. And, you know, first innings lead in the I-Cup is so big. Yeah. And I think that, 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 you know, you got, I can't remember how you got the 100. Can you remember how you brought it up? I, I was, uh, I was, we were nine down. I was, yeah. batting with, uh, I was batting with Ali Evans. He had to survive five balls in the over before. <laughs> So I was, I was crapping it, just praying that he would survive. Oh. He survived. I then nerdled a single, I think, of Regan West to get my 100. And then for some wow. reason, Ali Evans decided that Shaky's got his 100 now, so I'm just going to tee off. And he got out and got you out know, it, it, was it was one of those ones where, you know, a lead of actually 20 or 30 could have been really big because yep. it, you know, it was a bowler friendly. But 
I remember that. I remember you got your hundred celebrated, and Ali was on strike. And I remember the encouragement. It certainly wasn't from me about how you know expansive his stroke play was. And yeah. he's he's come. Ali's a great lad. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he yeah. you know he, he's still going up in the air. And as it was in the air, I just remember you going, "No, Ali, what are you doing, man?" Like, Regan hadn't even caught the ball yet. And, so if he had a drop that he could, yeah, it would still have had to be nice. The plan, the plan was in the next over. I was because I played. I was probably one batsman in that innings that had played Kyle McCallan and Regan West quite well, yeah. which was very difficult. But it was hard work for the it rest. Was great spin twins. And that, my plan was, I'm, I was coming and I was going to go downtown <laughs> and McCallan next over. Like you say, 20, 30 more runs would have been so. I'd what what that hundred, and I'm thinking, right, Ali, keep doing what you're doing. And that's funny you remember that. I was, I was, I was, I wasn't. I was, it was mixed emotions. I was happy with, we got. I was happy we got the innings, innings lead, but it could have been more. And in, in that game, it would have. In, in hindsight, it didn't end up mattering. That the the Aberdeen yeah, the old jerk. We took the uh, we took the first innings because we were in trouble in the second innings. You had us like thirty for five. So yeah. we're actually probably going to lose the game. There, there's your there's your bit of luck. You know, it comes and swings and runs. Right? Swings and round, right? We swings had two sessions right? left to get five wickets. You know, I think it was in our favour, but. You know, I, I, you know, one thing I do laugh at is the, you know, the whole, uh, you know, full member stuff. You know, as you said, it, it goes in swings and roundabouts. It's it's two very proud cricketing nations playing against each other. Yeah. And that, that's just how I see it. It's you know, it's it's two countries. You know, there's so much pride at stake. I I just I personally don't understand the, you know, everything else that's added on or taken away. So. Uh, I think that I think that has been the case. You know, you've had the upper hand for a few years. Adam, have had it. Yep. It's been wrestled back. It's been brilliant. But, you know, yeah, no, no, I, I, best, best days of my life, definitely playing against <laughs> the Irish. You know, no, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. But I'm talking going all the way back to under 13s. And the thing was, I'm exactly the same age as William Porterfield, so I always <laughs> had that head to head with him, fellow left-hander. Left hander. Left hander. So you know, it was good, good fun. Gary Wilson. Was always uh, always had a bit to say behind the stumps. I used to love having a run yeah. him. Well, they were feisty, feisty games. Like feisty you know, games. it was proper. You knew it was a, a battle and a contest, and yeah. it stood you in good stead. Like we had a few our age group that were, you know, almost crossed the line. Like, yeah. but it was brilliant. You look in, you look back, and go, you know, that really teed us up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it was Calvin Burnett. He, he ever is he? Yeah, if you played, yeah, he feisty, like he likes to get. Yeah. It was br- it was brilliant though. Like yeah. that's what that you know you look back and you love it. Like that was, he's, a kid, you know, he's a kid. He's a kid. that actually thinks you'd have played a bit more for Scotland. Um, for some, you know, it didn't quite maybe fit the ethos at the time because he was quite an out, you know, quite an outspoken character. But on the pitch, proper competitor. You know, oh. his follow through was bigger than Brett Lee's. To be honest, he's right, he's right, he's right up in your face. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, recent times we're in testing times. Quite sad to hear, Sturlow, that you're. You're home alone, you know. Macaulay Culkin, loving it, you know. <laughs> Paul Sterling is, is is home alone. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite sad. How have you dealt? How have you dealt with that, mate? It must have been quite, quite a yeah. challenge. I mean, I'm lucky. I've got my wife and my my daughter <laughs> home with me. Um, but even though sometimes that has its moments, but how have you how have you, how have you coped with that? Uh, it's been okay. It's 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 it is. It's a strange, really strange time, and for me. You know, it was weird. I, I just I just bought a new house, just moved back to Belfast, and it's just gone through. And two weeks later, we're in, we're in isolation. So uh, I, I'm good in my own company. I do like. I've always enjoyed it. We've toured so much 
you know, you almost have, you know, if, you, if you're going to tour and stay away from home for three months at a time, you've got to be able to do stuff by yourself, trust me. Um, the only thing was, there's, there's a, I finally got a mattress in, there was been no Wi-Fi, so that first month was interesting. All oh, right, you know, yeah, no uh, Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi in lockdown, that's a problem. No, and then I said, uh, you'd think the last thing you'd have in, in a lockdown is an injury, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, drain a can of sweet corn over the sink, oh, spasm in the back, um, you know, you know and safe, so, uh, you know, that put me out for two days. Oh, dear. So, any of your listeners out there, you know, nice Be athletic careful. position. Careful, are you? Wow, um, so... Have you have you managed to get yourself out and about though? Get some get some walking done. Get some get some just get some be in the be in the outdoors a little bit. Yeah, I th- I think routine's key for me anyway. You know, I'm actually I don't have, even have blinds in the place yet, so I'm up with the sun at six o'clock and I'm in bed with the sun at about ten. So I think that's actually helped. Yeah. You know, you get up and you go out, and the the restrictions haven't relaxed yet for the English. Uh, levels where you're allowed to go out two or three times a day but I think I really I think that'll bring a little bit more normality because if you get up and go for a morning walk at six you know that's a long day it's yeah. a long day yeah, no, in the house, long you know. and there isn't so, really much to keep you going i.e there isn't any life there's no life sport <laughs> that normally would keep you going when you're at home um, yeah. no wi-fi must have been hellish because the only kind of stuff that I'm getting to watch and keep me going to for entertainment is on the internet or, you know, YouTube, or these kind of things. Sky Sports yeah. is not really... They don't have much to offer right now. There's no there's no live sport. Yeah. And obviously, that's it's a shame because you were due to play um, well, later on. Who knows if, if it's still going to happen? I don't know what they... What they I mean, I know the season is cancelled in Scotland, but you were, yeah, due for, you were due to play for Northamptonshire in the T, T20 Blast. Yeah, look, there's, still, there's still a little bit of hope that that might go ahead. You know, it might be a case of the T20 Blast maybe being the only thing that goes ahead. But, you know, like there's so many other things that are more important. Absolutely. Like what, whatever whatever comes our way, cricket-wise, it comes our way. Hopefully it's safe enough to do so. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and complain about how difficult things are when there's other people in way worse off positions. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'll, a board cricketer in Belfast is, is not high priority. So um, hopefully, you know, hopefully everyone stays safe and we can get the, the country plural back up and running and uh, you know it was sad it was sad to see the cricket that is finished in Scotland you know that was probably one of the first news that broke and you just feel for you know the supporters as well as the players you know it, it allows people to get out and watch the sport they love and this has just fallen out of horrendous time in the northern hemisphere where our whole season's been affected you know and they're getting a little bit luckier in the southern hemisphere aren't they you know there's a chance that it could have just happened in their off season and they'll get a full season in so you know, that's a, uh, it's a bit of unluckiness, but hopefully hopefully it makes people realise just how much they miss it and yeah. next year. And not to you, know, I, think, I, think, I think everybody out with cricket, everywhere in all areas of life, are going to appreciate, you know, the, the things that you, you take for granted on a day-to-day basis. Going to a nice restaurant and having a lovely meal, that's going to be like... Great <laughs> company. <laughs> yeah, just sitting with somebody having company, having a meal, it's going to feel amazing to do that again. Um, being, just going to hit a couple of balls with a few of your teammates, you know, and, and and having a bit of a social afterwards, that's going to feel, you know, but you would take that stuff for granted all day long. Um, 100%. 100%. So the, the positives that come out of this is I think people have spent more time with their families. Unfortunately, 
You've not been able to do that. <laughs> I bet you'll be looking forward now to when you come out of this and go and spend time with the family. That'll be, you know, it'll be a great, great feeling because we take family for granted at times as well, I think, as, as humans. I, yeah, I think you're right. You know, I, especially, you know, we, we've been away for so long. You know, as a general, you do you do take it for granted. Um, but, you know, it's up to you to make sure you, you try and switch that and make, you know, it. Uh, you see that text come through, and you're still lucky to have that text, you know. Yeah. So you know you you have to, you know, you, you can't, you can't. It's a bit like the Lord's chat, you know. You just have to wipe that out of your memory. Yeah. Uh, it, it's you know, it'll be good to see them after this is done. Uh, they're you know, I could still still on the phone, etc. But yeah, you, I think you're right. I think it's that not taking things for granted is the is the most important thing that comes out of this. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I'm going to finish with a couple of quick fire questions. You've been um, you've been a pleasure. You know, when when I called you on, Starlo, I was a bit nervous about having you on because my memory right. you're probably right. my memory of you is that you were a bit of a mute, and I was thinking to myself, it's going to be like, is he going to be like, is it going to be like pliers pulling some? It could be blood out of a stone, like, mate. Yeah, like, you've clearly come out of your shell, yeah. mate. You know, you well, that might be the reaction of this anyway. You know, I think people will be. I was speaking to Majid beforehand. Um, over text, and he was saying, oh, I wonder what Sturlow will be like, you know, because people are, and I toured with you when we went to the ICC Academy, I mean, you're a lovely, lovely lad, but you don't say much, you know, it's just a wee smile here and there, but I've been pleasantly surprised, you know, you've been, you've been box office, mate, you've told me some really, <laughs> give me a really good insight into your mindset and experiences you've had in your journey, I think it's been, I think it's been awesome, I think the listeners could be one of the best ones yet, and you, and I think you will have enhanced your Reputation is somebody that's not just <laughs> not. He doesn't just come out and smash you. He's actually got quite. You know, he's got some good some good chat as well. But I want to finish with uh, some quick fire questions. Yep. Who's the best cricketer you've ever played with? I uh, it's a recent one. It's Ab De Villiers. I don't know how quick fire you want them, but I, uh, that's that was, enough, that was I think I think <laughs> I'll, I think I'll accept your answer there. I don't think, think I need to explain that any further. There's no no explanation needed. <laughs> Who is um, your favourite? Irish cricketer of all time. Oh, yeah, there's there's so bloody many. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go old school. I, re- I reckon you know, I, Cal McCallum was at my club, you know, and I I grew up as you know that 78 year old, and he was there, and yeah. he was playing for Ireland at that time. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go with him based on. The, that was when I started loving cricket, oh, and he was involved. You should go with who you looked up to, and that he obviously well, a big There's so many, but he's certainly one of them. Yep. Who's your favourite Scottish player of all time? Ryan Watson. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy watching him bat. He, he hit the point uh, boundary very quickly. Um, serious player, serious player. I, um, you know, probably quite similar to you in a way. You know, you probably have quite. So you're both quite a little bit short. Yeah, you're definitely bit, short. A little bit. Yeah, little bit square of the wicket, you know. Yeah. And both whack a ball clean. I mean, Ryan Watson um, scored a hundred off forty odd balls against Somerset to win a game at the Grange. Um, serious. See, and once it used to be a fantastic puller of the ball. I think his career kind of changed a little bit. He got hit in the face and in an ODI in Bangladesh, broke right. his paws. You know, the full works. If you see the picture, I mean, he, just, he was just black and blue, and, yeah. and maybe it kind of changed his game a little bit after that. Maybe he wasn't quite as confident with the full shot. But yeah, definitely, he played that I Cup game. 
I don't the icon game we played. With the, the, he did play in that game. Yeah, he played in that game as well. But yeah, no, I'm not surprised you've gone for gone for Rhino. He was a serious, serious cricketer. Um, who's the best county cricketer? I know you said AB de Villiers, but who's your favourite county teammate that you've played with? Uh, I'd say Owen Morgan. I'd say I'm lucky to have played with him for Ireland and Middlesex. Um, and yeah, I've enjoyed playing in his team. So I'd say. Well, actually, funny you come on to that. Obviously, I've started this podcast. I asked Mooners at the end of our podcast, I said to Mooners, I've pinged Morgs a tweet. Now, I, I was at the ICC Academy with Morgs before the one I went to with you a couple of years before. Um, I was there for six months with them. So we do, we're, we're fairly, fairly, fairly well acquainted. He's obviously a superstar now, World Cup winner. Um, but I was, you know, I know you're a big pal of him still, Sturlo. So I have tweeted him. Maybe you can put a wee word in or a wee text just after this to say that, you know, Shaky's looking to try and get you on for a wee, for a wee hour on a podcast. I really appreciate that. I'll give him a mention, mate. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he can have a few qualities that he's, he's still stuck at. You never know. He might, he might do it. Might do it. Might do it. Maybe if you, do, maybe if you ask him, he might, he, might, he might think, I'll do it for my mate's turn. I've got a soft spot. Listen, mate, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun to chat with you. Take a trip down memory lane. Um, hear all your experiences. I thought it was really interesting to hear your under twenty three story um, <laughs> from that game back in Paisley because I would I would never have known what the kind of story was behind it. But um, I'll never forget the the sixteen year old that strolled out that day. And you, know, <laughs> you haven't really ever looked back. I wish you all the very best. If you go on to get the chance to play in a T Twenty Blast, I'll certainly keep fingers crossed that it happens um, and it'll give us mm-hmm. some viewing. And I'll be watching your following your performance um, and just look after yourself, mate. Uh, keep your yeah, head and, up. and same to you. I think just uh, thanks for inviting me on. I think it's it's always good to hear from ex cricketers that you've played with because there's the same similar respect with your teammates that you play with, but also the the opposition that you played against. So Absolutely. I think it's brilliant that you're doing something new. I'm sure it is new to you, and yeah. hopefully it works out for you. So all the best for that. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Sterlo. You take care, and I'll maybe speak to you down the line at some point. Absolutely. Give me a shout if you're around in the same city. Cheers, pal. Cheers, Shaky. Cheers, lad. Bye.